Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest today is none other than my wife and creative producer Lizzie Maris. Hello, Lizzie. Hey! Welcome back. Another return guest on Episode Party. We don't do them often, but when we do, we pick them well. So, Freddie, your first recommendation, or you are the first recommendation, is how that needs to be phrased. Can I, can I have it, please? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course, of of course, you can. (laughs) Um, Oh dear. Right. uh, My recommendation is a relatively new podcast. In fact, I think it's only about two or three weeks old now. Um, And I was super excited when I was reading uh, the news about this. In in case anyone doesn't know who's listening and is really interested in podcasts on the kind of level that we are, there's a really good newsletter called the Hot Pod Newsletter, Mm. Um, and it's kind of like almost like an industry or trade magazine um, in newsletter format for podcasting. And I think they previewed a little while back that The Guardian were going to get into the daily news podcast game. And that's super exciting for me because I've I've really loved uh, having the global news podcast after we did our uh, current affairs special. I think that's like absolutely changed how I what what I listen to on a daily basis, literally. So when the Guardian announced that they were going to do a daily news podcast, I was I was really excited because I I liked quite a lot of the other Guardian podcasts. Um, And I have to be honest, when I when I first listened to it, it wasn't kind of what I expected, and it was not at all the kind of show where you're going to get a run of the headlines for the day. Uh, what you actually get from Today in Focus is a kind of deep dive or, or two into uh, one or two kind of uh, really current and topical stories. They might not be the stories of the day, but they're probably going to be the stories of the week at least, or they're going to be you know related to the stories of the week, as it were. And I think, you know, not every episode has uh, has been a hit for me. Uh, some just have kind of flown over my head and I've, I've just not really been interested. But this one in particular uh, really got me because uh, this one's with a journalist called Carol Quadwilder. And she has been uh, kind of the driving force behind all of the journalism and the expose around Facebook and Cambridge Analytica and all of that kind of stuff. And it's really her who's been at the heart of that all from a journalism perspective. Um, And so this episode in particular is her talking about the background behind uh, her looking into Aaron Banks, who is, I believe, currently under investigation over the campaign funds around the Leave.eu campaign, which uh, campaigned for people to vote to leave the EU uh, during the uh, the referendum that we had over here in Britain. Um, Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) and... um, and I, I really, really enjoyed this one uh, because I've been kind of following Carol's journalism um, since she broke all the stories on Cambridge Analytica and Facebook. Um, and I kind of really like what, what, what she's been doing. Um, and I found this just super interesting because I watched a little bit of um, oh, this is getting if you're in the US or any other country that's not the UK right now and you're listening I'm really sorry this is quite boring politics but I, I, I watched um, Aaron Banks when he gave um, evidence to um, one of the committees um, over Brexit and campaign funding and the use of uh, online advertising and all the rest of it and this guy was uh, probably the worst human being he was just like had no respect for any of it he, he he just showed nothing but contempt the whole way through yeah i didn't i just didn't i didn't get on with him as a person as you'd imagine for someone who campaigned to leave the eu right. um and I, I just really really enjoyed uh listening to carol kind of battle or not battle with that as the case is um i think she says at the end she has no problem with aaron banks as a person uh, she just wants to get questions about his business dealings and how they relate to his political campaigning and what he's funded. 
But it's clear that it's a very complicated and messy story. But I found the intro really, really interesting when him and Carol are sitting down at a, a table in a in a busy pub in London. And um, he turns around and says, oh, you know, if you're looking for a smoking gun, there's one on every table, which I found like a really, really like it was finally like the start of a film or something rather than <laughs> a true story. And I, I guess that is my like one criticism of Today in Focus, which at times I feel like it becomes more of a um, kind of a narrative or a, a dramatic reading or retelling of the Guardian's journalists and their journalism, uh, perhaps more than it is a deeper look into a particular issue or current affair. That being said, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, Liz, what do you think? So this one, this is an act in two halves for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual episode incredible i didn't know too much about carol of course now i absolutely love her her work is incredible the way that she's spoken out about all the awful things that have happened to her is incredible i was looking at i think today or yesterday she was nominated for a a journalism prize as well she should be um yeah so the actual podcast this this episode brilliant and i just totally got into this story and like you said it's a big meaty story and the storytelling is beautiful it's concise it's simple it takes a big issue and tells it really really nicely and yeah i mean i just absolutely fell in love with her she's brilliant however the podcast as a whole so that episode was fantastic but that for me is kind of the problem so then I also listened to the more recent one which uh, is about cocaine right and the problem with today in focus is for me it's like um it's like pressing a bruise so it's a deep dive into the news which I definitely should take but I'm not going to because the water is too cold and I'm going to sit in the sauna of the leisure <laughs> society. <laughs> um, I I am unable, and what a luxury, goodness me, but I am unable to shoulder that much news on the regular. Um, that's right. awful because I trained as a journalist and that is absolutely dreadful, but I don't work in it now. The news is a really hard thing to take, especially in today's world. It's everywhere. It's awful. Um, so I think I would really, really have to go into topics that I, I suppose, resonated with. I just because it is a deep dive. If you are a real news hound and you really want that insight, absolutely beautifully done. Of course, really, really nice. Personally, I don't think I could do that one on the regular because it's intense as well as well it should be as the news is um so love the topic love that particular story not sure that's something that i could could do all the time that much news in that much depth all right that makes yeah I and i'm i'm t- i'm an awful person for that what a luxury to not have to care that deeply about our news Ab- I, absolutely but yeah that that's that's kind of how it left me feeling because i went into work and thought i could not do that every day because i listened to it on the bus before work and i was like no i, I couldn't do that every every because is it every few days every is it twice every, a week uh, every it's, weekday it's, Every weekday, yeah. Mm. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, yeah. yeah. yeah there's nope. a lot of news. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I think like uh, one of the things I noticed, which we'll we'll get onto shortly, is that this the, the second time we've had you on now, and and your second recommendation for us is also a fiction podcast, which I I find because uh, I don't listen yeah. to a lot of fiction podcasts at all. I, I'm almost exclusively nonfiction. And we'll, we'll get on to yours in a second, of course. But yeah, I find that I, I think you're right. It doesn't make you an awful person, but it certainly is a luxury to not have to bother knowing the news. Um, and I think that's that's a nice that is a lovely position to be in. I, it's funny because I, I find like I ha- it has the opposite effect on me. I find like understanding the news and feeling more informed about it makes me calmer about it rather than kind of uh, having bits of it forced upon me. And like, you know, prior to like listening to a podcast like this or listening to the global news podcast every day or whatever i found that the only news that was getting through to me was the worst news and that was because it was rising to the top of my facebook feed or my twitter feed and that was that was terrible for me because actually i only got the worst worst news and uh, not to say that you know uh this guy who's been funding the leave eu campaign in perhaps shady circumstances perhaps not isn't bad news and it's not to say that the cocaine trade which is destroying lives across the world is bad news but 
there was a lot of interesting things in there. I think the cocaine episode was really interesting for me because they talked about the stereotype that's actually come up quite a few times this year that the biggest problem with the cocaine trade is uh, middle class people who snort it at dinner parties. And actually, when they talk about it and when you get into it, you find out that that's a stereotype and it's not really one that holds true. And actually, the average cocaine user is pretty much any age and from any background these days like class and age don't really come into it anymore and like that's terrible in itself but i actually found myself not specifically on that point but just knowing a bit more about issues made me feel a bit better about it but i think i see where you're going at i think possibly as well because the aaron banks one is all about brexit <sighs> yes <laughs> you know i maybe maybe that didn't help but uh i i am done with that topic as are most people i imagine um <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> turns out we're turns out we're not done but but then uh you know i need to perhaps re-examine that in myself because i've now learned about this incredible woman who is you know fighting loud powerful men and goodness knows we need more of that and i love for that so yeah i i perhaps need to re re-examine that but i yeah yeah, yeah. well oh, I th- fair enough i think um i mean speaking of luxuries my luxury is the fact that i have an hour and a half commute in the morning where i can do something like this podcast today and focus and then have an hour just listening to whatever to purge any sort of ill sentiment that's been brewing hmm. in me from listening to too much news and getting too deep into too too many ominous things i hmm. mean so i enjoyed this podcast and actually it reminded me of the fact that when we had that conversation about current affairs podcast freddie uh, you lamented the lack of a uh, uk equivalent of today explained which is this podcast about looking through the news with a more uh, a slower analytical eye and pressing pause on the big stories and yeah this to me felt very much like a uk's version of today explained both in the uh format but also the fact that it's a left-leaning uh, analysis which i mean no secret is the one that appeals to me because it punches all the right priorities as, as in terms of me as a person and how i'm constructed um mm. it also felt very reminiscent to me of the tip-off which is a, another podcast we've spoken about on a previous episode which is the yes. one that gives a peek behind the curtain of the the journalism so you've got the the event itself and digging into that but also digging into the the news story and the fact that there's something that needs to be brought into the public domain and actually i thought with this one uh, my heart sank when you picked a brexit one out of all of the possibilities <laughs> you could have gone for but <laughs> actually uh hearing it through the lens of carol and hearing how carol has to conduct herself as a journalist and as a person amongst someone like aaron banks i thought was really interesting because yeah. it completely flies in the face of anything i'm capable of doing as a person which is to almost have like a a, a a boxers or a sports person's approach to what you do, which is, you know, when you're in the ring or, or you're writing your articles, you're not pulling any punches. But if you meet that person in the street, you can still have a conversation with them. Like she was talking about the fact that, you know, she met Aaron now, despite the fact that she's put all these articles out, which really probably have slandered is, or not slandered, but really probably have uh, damaged or, or reshaped people understanding of his reputation that she would still be able to have like a normal conversation and make a joke about it because there's that divide i thought that was really interesting so that for me warranted uh brexit kind of featuring back into my listening because obviously i end (laughs) up listening to about half hour of brexit related news today without trying like it would just filter into my ears somehow also i listened to the yemen one and this one really i think hit home why this podcast is good because i think just reading the headlines it's sometimes difficult to understand why a story is significant and it's almost like watching a a soap like one episode when you haven't watched the 10 years prior you're given the Mm. latest update so you have no idea why you should care which is an absolutely terrible thing to say and the yemeni episode uh, which focuses on the yemen crisis and the war that's been ongoing there for a while now actually puts into focus the fact that there's a good reason that people aren't um uh, that people don't orient themselves towards the war in yemen like there are actual things that make it less of an appealing news story one of them being it's too complicated so a podcast like this has has like a really crucial function um the one thing that i struggle with with this podcast 
is the weird little opinion bit that they slot in at the end, which uh, in the episode uh, on Aaron Banks was Eva Wiseman talking about reevaluating her relationship with true crime media and basically yeah. giving uh I, I feel like she was saying she essentially is very drawn to the the shock and horror of true crime but yeah. neglects to think about the victims which i thought was a perfectly valid point but sort of mumbled out at the end without any kind of depth because it was the last two minutes felt to me like an excuse to slot in a sponsor ad just before and then tuck in a bit of audio it right. felt to me like they went so we know that people can listen to eight, for something to 18 minutes and then you get another sort of two minutes out of them, but on a different... It felt like they just looked at some stats and done that. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the fact I think there was a sponsor break just before it as well, super tactical. It's like, oh, and coming up after this, we're talking about this other thing. But I felt a bit gypped because I listened on and uh, I didn't really feel like I get any, got anything out of it. I mean... Actually, the the podcast uh, that featured that that focused on Yemen that had a guy called Bernie Krauss talking, which he's a uh, acoustic ecologist, mm. talking about how he's noticed biodiversity shrinking simply by listening to soundscapes. So that right, guy yeah. right on the money, as far as I'm concerned. But that's more because he slots right into my wheelhouse. But yeah. overall, could have done without it. Just stick to like the main feature and like make it really pure and really awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'd have almost taken another five minutes of it just to get a half-decent story out of that second piece. Right. And yeah. you're right, I think I think there is probably a part of the thinking behind it is just so they can get a mid-roll add in, so that it's 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 better on revenue. Yes. Um, but they, they, you're right, they don't give it the time it deserves. Um, almost to the point where, you know, when I've just talked about Today in Focus and when I've been thinking about it, I haven't even thought about that second part right. at yeah. all. <laughs> Because it comes and goes so quickly and it just doesn't stick in my mind. Like the main story sticks in my mind. You talk about the Yemen one, talk about the cocaine one. I got that. You talk about those secondary bits and it takes me a second to kind of remember what they were and yeah. what they were talking about. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe, I mean, I'm hoping it's 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 very fresh and, you know, far be it for me to tell The Guardian how to do journalism. But like maybe have, giving that a bit more time would be a good thing. Yeah. You're listening? you're listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that's very much uh what i call a morning listening podcast so one you yeah. put on a crack of dawn just to make everything seem but a bit more it? dismal well is <laughs> well is it an evening one do you want God, that no. filtering into your dreams so a podcast that i think is maybe an evening one is our second recommendation although you know we may hear different thoughts on that subject in a moment so lizzie tell us about your recommendation Okay, so my recommendation is a podcast called The Truth by Radiotopia. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It's been practicing probably a, about a week, I think. Oh, that yeah. kind of got annoying at all. <laughs> you really have to warm up for it. You can't just go into it. Yeah. Um, I get all the rehearsals so... as well, so. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, podcast by sound designer Jonathan Mitchell and how he designs that sound mm -hmm. uh the truth talks about itself making movies for your ears and it really does so each episode is about 10 to 20 minutes and they are just little stories but they are so incredibly richly produced and beautifully done they they actually recommend that you wear headphones when you listen to it mm. which actually i i don't because we often listen to them at night and um, after the archers you can go back to episode 12 of episode party <laughs> to hear me talk about that um but we we don't actually listen to the mod headphones there was one that i did and yeah it was it was actually kind of coincidentally quite a creepy story anyway and yeah it, i had to sort of pull the headphones off it was it was that that intense so the particular episode that i want to home in on is one called the decider um this is about 17 minutes and I suppose the truth, the common thread between the episodes is they're all a little bit on the black mirror side of things. Mm -hmm. So kind of mm. examining human nature and examining technology and kind of like what happens when you sort of push humans in certain situations. So The Decider is um, about a girl and her partner and her partner, I think for her birthday, gets her a decider, which is described as like a small Tamagotchi device. And you basically hold it and it imprints to you. So only you can use it. 
you can ask it something basically and it will tell you what percent satisfaction you'll get so the first one she does is something like if we at this rest should we eat at this restaurant tonight and it goes and it says 61 percent so it's meaning 61 percent satisfaction so then she asks it about another restaurant she gets a higher rating so they go there and as the episode kind of unwinds she starts asking it bigger things and bigger things and it dictates her life and I don't want to ruin it but it gets into a really interesting place it's fascinating and I cannot do it justice on on how much this small quick you know it's a quick fire story really you are in that world undoubtedly in that world because the script is so strong and the characters are so strong and the subject matter is just absolutely compelling so yeah I'm just a massive massive fan of it and they recently also did a four-part series called the off season now I think that's the I might be wrong about this but they are normally one episode 10 to 20 minutes but the four-parter one was really interesting because that came out over four weeks and I was just raring for the next one so so that was lovely um and that tackled a massive topic as well and that's definitely worth a listen so that is the truth by Radio Topia <laughs> that one was not as good and this is why you don't go into it blindly <laughs> yeah you know i like the truth i mean we basically started listening to it at the same time i think actually uh so it's a podcast i've heard in the past i think maybe like one or two episodes and have enjoyed and not really returned to but i think we were both listening to a 99 percent invisible actually i think it was about the Bauhaus, maybe and yeah. then at the end, Roman Mars was like, by the way, the truth's really cool. You should check he's, it out. He's part of it. I was looking on the website earlier and he does something on it. Ah. Or he's quite, or, no, that's not true. He gives that's a testimonial, not, doesn't he? He gives a testimonial. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly a big fan. I mean, yeah, it's great. I think listening to quite a few episodes, you really get the sense that it's like an artistic collective. And I think the writers are often quite consistent. And obviously Jonathan Mitchell being the, producer or sound designer he's a constant presence but you get different voice actors involved and obviously the subject matter switches quite a lot i mean there is i didn't think about the fact that actually you know human nature and that sort of black mirror-esque territory is is a common theme but yeah certainly thinking back it is but so you get this real continuity of of atmosphere and the sense of humor as well feels like something quite quite constant you get the satisfaction of really burrowing into that and feeling quite acquainted with the truth collective as each story goes but also you it doesn't get boring like you it doesn't get predictable and not everything is wedged into this like truth shaped box so that it sounds the same so you've got different energies and voice actors coming into the fold all the time i mean they don't all hit the mark. I mean, I remember there was one episode which is like a comedy sketch selection called Hey Bumblebee, which did absolutely oh, yeah. nothing. No. I, I only remembered it when I looked back through them today, which, again, like we talked about in Today in Focus, the bits that really don't appeal to you just fall out your brain, really, the second you stop listening hmm. to them. But um, for the most part, they're great. I mean, the production quality is unreal and the sense of immersion can be really intense i think it's just so profound what you can do when you put sound effects in the right place and you uh, adjust acoustics so that it makes it feel like that you're in a, a nuclear bunker in one instance or even something as mundane and domestic as in a, a cooperative flat block i mean it, even somewhere that just doesn't have any kind of real jump out characteristics as an acoustic space they manage to evoke so well and the dialogue also feels very naturalistic um the Des decider episode i really like I, th I think the dialogue to talk about it again is really clever and in fact listening to it i think now three times i've listened to this episode there are some lines that pass you by first time round that when you listen again you're like oh that's actually really clever or prophetic or it's clearly a show that has a lot of work gone into it and and basically i mean the fact that an episode comes out every two weeks and essentially resembles the cream of the crop in fiction podcasts i think is really special and the fact you can listen to them before bed as well I, they sometimes get quite i don't know traumatic or quite exciting or whatever but usually they just kind of tingle your senses it's enough to sort of whisk you away for a bit but then put you back down again so mm. i don't have too many restless nights sleep after the truth so freddie what do you think 
Uh-huh. Um, it, I think I, yeah, this was this was a, a a real hit. Actually, I really really hey. enjoyed it. Um, hey. I'm 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 completely new to the truth, and every time we like end up talking about a Radiotopia show, I haven't heard of. I wonder why I haven't gone through all of the Radiotopia shows because I don't think there's one yet that I haven't enjoyed on like some level. Right. Um, yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. I, I've ended up listening to a few more. Um, the Decider I I enjoyed from a like a really techie nerdy perspective because I'm surrounded by people who are perhaps a bit more critical of technology. I I wonder of like how this would play out. Um, in, but in the same way that I wonder about how Black Mirror would play out if it was actually real life, would would we would we be so trusting of everything? Maybe we would. I, I don't know. Part of me feels like we'd be more sceptical because we've been primed by things like this podcast and Black Mirror. So by the time this technology is out, we'll start looking at it and thinking, actually, could this cause me to quit my job and then not find one ever again? Mm. So... Uh, there was that little part of me that, uh, you know, I think all like podcasts like this require you to kind of suspend your disbelief in the same way that film does. And there was a, that was a small part of me that kind of ate away halfway through where I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've not taken this a little bit too far. But that being said, you, you could say the same of Black, Black Mirror. And I think Black Mirror is amazing. So I, I couldn't critique it on that level and say that that took anything away from the story because I thought the story was really good. It was really, really well done. Um, I was instantly annoyed by the main character in the way mm-hmm. that I guess you'll kind of hope that you, w- you will do when you're kind of <laughs> like, no, what are you doing, you idiot? Like, don't, don't, don't use it to dictate actual important stuff. Um, I did like the way it ended. I really, really loved the ending. I, I don't want to give it away completely because I think it's just a nice one to listen to. Mm. Um, but I, I really like the way it kind of closed off and kind of tied up the loose ends of it. I thought that was really, really good. And yeah, I, I, I really loved the podcast as a whole. I like the format. I like that the kind of, you know, as I, this has become like a, a trope of episode. I like, the, I like the brevity of it. I like the fact that I can listen <laughs> to it between 18 to 20 minutes and not get bored. Um, but no, I, I do. I do and I, I i think you know with a story like this you could make it that much longer but actually 20 minutes is a real sweet spot for like getting through that story without rushing it too much and also keeping people's attention so i went away and i listened to a few others i listened to rideshare um which again is very technology based i thought that one was really really good um and then for some reason this evening i listened to mall santa ah, yes i was kind of hoping like a, you'd say that one yes it's yeah. kind of like a nice feel-good festive one in See, a way that, that one is not technology-led at all or mm. that's just yeah that's about drunk santa but is really yeah human condition mm. nice. yeah, yeah yeah i mean I, I wish i'd have listened to it a little bit you know probably next month but <laughs> it, like it was really really lovely it, funnily enough i haven't listened to any of them with headphones on yet i've been listening like while i've been doing the washing up or in the car in the morning or whatever so i perhaps need to go back and revisit some of these um with headphones on but there were bits of them that i could you know i think in the decider when she goes to coney island you could start to hear some of that going on in the background that kind of set the scene um the rideshare one as well like i found you know there was there's elements of that that i could really get but i kind of do want to go back and listen to a few of these now with headphones on yeah i think we need to respect it you know in the same way that i respect the news (laughs) um (laughs) i i think i only read actually recently because i was researching this for for the podcast that that's the way it's supposed to be listened to and right. i i feel disrespectful up until this point they have designed it for that so that is what we need to do yeah. also you know how good is it to take that time to do nothing else and just listen we should we should do that more for yeah sure. I, I think also as well the nuclear winter one bung headphones on that one christ mm. that one will probably get a bit freaky to be honest i wanted to actually take issue freddie with your well take issue i don't know if that's the right thing to say but the the, sub- <laughs> the take uh the uh, the sub basically the theme of the decider i felt yeah definitely very black mirror in the suspension of disbelief but basically i mean it's about option paralysis isn't it a lot of it where it's like there's too much to choose right. from and yeah you i mean need an, a, and you need an, a, an algorithm to help you choose it we are i mean mm. that we're very much there i guess the device of you you're right from a technological perspective it seems like a bit far-fetched but the mm. story is uh something that's very much in our domain yeah. right now 
I think like I think if I think the other way that I kind of didn't mention there, which I probably should have done, which is the other way of kind of like looking at that story, apart from being like a Charlie Brooker esque, oh God, don't touch you know, don't trust technology, it can take over your lives and ruin it in a terrible <laughs> way. I think the other way to look at it is that kind of yeah, that like philosophical thought experiment of, you know, what if we knew the outcome of everything we'd ever do? Would we would it be would it pay off to know that or not? Yeah. Um which actually I think that's a really interesting exploration of it. And it was something I did think about while I was listening to it, uh, along with like shut up Freddie's brain, switch off, just enjoy this for what it is, rather than trying to think too much into it. But then <laughs> I was I was I was aware that I had to talk about it the next week. So yeah, I, I but I, I see yeah, I see what you're getting at. But actually, yeah, the more I listen to them, the more I, I stop caring whether it was entirely true to life or not especially when you get to like the rideshare one rideshare one starts off very true to life and i i I don't want to say any more than that but you know it obviously doesn't stay true to life after a while um (laughs) but you know and that makes for a really really interesting story and if you're sitting there you know like i probably was a bit through the decider kind of going well that's not entirely true um you know you, you kind of ruins it for bring, yourself back and <laughs> bring back the news bring back the news bring back non-fiction um no i, I actually really yeah I, the more the more i listened the more i like forgot about all that and just like enjoyed it for what it was and yeah, yeah i think that was that was really lovely so i i'm uh this would be one that i will kind of dip back in in and out of and i think there's like quite a back catalogue for me to to go through so that'd be nice oh yes fabulous lizzie can we have one more Stab of the Radiotopia ident. Oh, goodness. Um, Radiotopia. Fantastic. That was quite good. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Enjoyed that. I, I should say as well, before we before we move on, I really like the way they drop that in kind of like, you yeah. know, in a, in a really like fun way at the beginning. Yes. Like well, sometimes it it's just dropped in at the beginning, but sometimes they drop it in amongst all that kind of ambient sound at the beginning of each episode. And I really love that. It is the gong before the meditation. Oh, yeah. very nice. Oh, I also like as well. They did. Do you remember on that amusement park one? And they used the um, amusement park tannoy system to do a sponsor ad, which was oh so my goodness, clever. yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Sometimes the adverts are part of the story, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Yes, uh, amazing. Yes. So I was expecting it to be like a bogus product that sounds really crap, and then there was no punchline. You're like. Wait, I can probably actually buy that. But uh, yeah, really crafty and and actually something that I I would be very surprised if they don't do that more in the Mm. future as well. Uh Mm. For sure, for sure. One more recommendation and it is mine. So this is a BBC Six Music podcast called The Leisure Society with Gemma Kearney. And Gemma interviews cultural icons, her cultural heroes, I think she mentions at one point, about something that they're not best known for. So, for example, you've got episodes, uh, an interview with Kelly Deal from The Breeders talking about knitting or Jason from Sleaford Mods talking about weightlifting. And you've also got the episode that I recommended, which is Michael Stipe talking about photography. Uh, Michael Stipe being the singer of R.E.M., who are no longer a band, but were an incredible band uh, for many, many years. And as he explains in the podcast, he's actually been involved in photography for probably just as long as he has been music. Now, I've talked about really on the show before about why these kind of interview podcasts appeal to me so much which is these are the kind of interview shows where the guest is permitted to speak about something that falls outside of the standard press junket material like i imagine that they have really honed and sanded down their lines about everything to do with the thing that they're famous for so you know with michael stipe music but to then suddenly have someone come up and ask about that other passion you have in life which is i guess just a hobby or you know what they do in their spare time i can imagine it's a really cathartic experience and i think couple that with the fact that Gemma is an incredibly warm and enthusiastic host who mirrors the passion that's expressed by her guests when talking to them about the thing that they're into and really brings them out of their shell when they're talking about it and Mm. you've, you've got a hit but i think also as well she uses the hobby that they have as a means of also talking about those other subject matters so obviously with photography it lends itself very much to uh, becoming a biographical conversation so michael stipe has released this selection of photographs uh, in a book called volume one which is taken from his own 
personal collection of photographs and i can't remember they curate i think they whittled it down him and a curator from like thirty-five thousand pictures to about 100 pictures or something and it's from all throughout his life so they talk about uh, michael's childhood um, and they talk about him as a, a human being and i think obviously the photos show what he gravitates towards uh, and therefore that leads into talking about what's interesting to him and they talk about things like the an- analog uh, digital debate so you know he's trying to get off social media at the moment and trying to engage more in the real world uh they talk about gender identity uh they talk about a meeting he had with Andy Warhol and uh, also as well i mean yeah michael's status as a-, a queer artist and being someone who's been banging that drum for quite a while I mean, Lizzie will testify to the fact that I've been on a real REM binge for about the past, I don't know, two, Six three months. months. <laughs> yeah. So I've been working my way through their discography. So this one was interesting to me for that reason. But the other episodes as well, I found really nicely put together. Like they are really nicely produced. They're clearly edited together so there's little bits where it dips into some music that's relevant to the discussion and then comes back into the conversation. So it's clearly a very curated discussion, but it still has what I think is a a very casual vibe. Like it feels very intimate and very warm. And a lot of the conversations are on location. So you hear Jason from Sleaford Mods picking up the barbells and dumbbells as he's speaking with Gemma, (laughs) like just being an absolute lad about it. Weightlifting. Weightlifting. (laughs) Uh, just a really, really interesting conversation, though, that also uh, goes into punk and goes into dancing and, and the beginnings of Sleaford Mods, but also as well about weightlifting as a substitute for addiction. And in fact, listening to more of these episodes, that comes up a lot. These hobbies are, are often the product of trying to fill the void of addiction. And so Gemma, I think, handles that aspect of it as well with great sensitivity uh, and also a real engaged interest. So it's a new one on me, really. I'm only three or four episodes in. I think I first heard Adam Buxton talking about it and uh, I'm really buzzing about getting into a few more. So, uh, Freddie, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, again, up front, I I, I really enjoyed it. You're going to really be disappointed in me possibly for Mm. what i'm about to say um you don't even know what i'm saying yet um but (laughs) uh, if you did you'd be disappointed and and i guess what i should uh, admit from the beginning is that rem were a band that um were never really on my radar i didn't dislike them i still don't fix your radar you've missed you've missed the boat the boat has gone fuck off well well, yeah i mean uh, (laughs) no wow wow yeah Are you done? Um, I um, I didn't know many people who were into them, and and like you know, my parents weren't into them or anything like that. So they never really came up when I was younger. And I think it's only as I got older that I started to kind of realise who they were. And um, I think they're good, but like I, I, you know, like I don't, I, I haven't ever like got into like a Jack level deep dive into their music. Who asked? Um, to the point where um, when this first started, <laughs> I, I wasn't familiar with Michael Stipe as a person. And uh, you know when the when the when the podcast started and there was an REM song playing, I was like, "Oh, that's nice. That's probably why Jack likes it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize that wasn't just like the general intro music to this podcast. It is just because he was on the episode, which is like ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Um, so in that sense, it was a bloody good job Michael Stipe wasn't talking about REM for too long because it wouldn't have resonated <laughs> with me anyway. And I guess that's probably um, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm sorry um but i guess that probably is what again like what makes it a really really interesting podcast is that they're not talking about the same thing they've been asked to talk about for years and years on end in Mm -hmm. every single interview they're not answering the same question about which flavor ice cream they'd be over and over again and i think that (laughs) makes uh, yeah like you said before jack a really really interesting interview i wasn't expecting it to deviate from photography so quickly um, mm, you know, right. when you when you see the title and it says Michael Stipe on photography, I thought we'd get a podcast about photography pretty much the whole <laughs> way through. But that being said, like that wasn't a bad thing for me. I, I really enjoyed all the tangents it went off on. Um, you know, I enjoyed the bit 
um, about him uh, leaving Instagram, especially the bit where he said that Jaron Lanier, who wrote the book, um, 10 Arguments <laughs> for Deleting Your Social Media Right Now, he said he's got bad hair, but really good ideas, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> terrible, but funny at the same time. I, th- I think Jaron Lanier is really interesting. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think, you know, you, you've picked it out, Jack, but I thought um, Gemma Kearney's a really, really good host. Mm. I think the way she kind of guides the conversation and is able to be interested and be interesting about lots and lots of different subjects is like something that I think is a is a wonderful skill to have. I, I know I can't do or be that, you know, so I found that really, really cool how she was kind of like a, almost like a kind of, um, you know, a conversational chameleon. She was able to kind of work on different levels about different topics and you go from something that's quite serious to something that's less serious and you know you you span all these different kind of hobbies and interests and thoughts and feelings and I think she she does an amazing job of guiding it and making it what it is and I think you know a lot of people would fall down on that kind of interview mm-hmm. I thought the the music thing you picked up on as well Jack I I really enjoyed it reminded me a lot of um soundtracking by Edith Bowman right we talked about before yeah. um mm. And, you know, the way that there was this kind of interesting bits to come in, uh, you know, I particularly liked the bit with um, where she asked Michael what, what song reminded uh, him of London or Britain. I thought that was quite good. And we had a bit of, um, what's the song called? What did he say? I can't remember. <laughs> the song from Trainspotting. Oh, it's the oh, big song. oh yeah. Born yeah, Slippy. Yeah. Born Slippy, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny because that immediately reminded me of um, the opening to the 2012 London Olympic Games because that featured really heavily in, in the games, like in the opening ceremony that was directed <laughs> by Danny Boyle. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know why why that came to my head because he was talking about the skyline of London or Sunborn Slippy comes on and all I could think about was the 2012 Olympic Games. But I really, really enjoyed like how she kind of picked out those bits and sometimes it was literally a case of asking him, okay, what song can we play here that reminds you of London? But in other cases, it was, you know, picking out bits of the conversation and, and bringing out music that works with it. And I think obviously you're aided by having a musician on. But I really, really enjoyed the way that kind of pieced together what could have other bit otherwise been quite a fragmented interview when it's kind of in terms of subject it's all over the place so yeah really really enjoyed it i haven't had chance yet to go into any of the others but i'm i'm intrigued by um uh, goldie and his hot yoga especially lizzie what do you reckon 10 out of 10 darling like what a what a podcast yes. i yeah i absolutely loved it and i think something you picked up on there Freds it's interesting the podcast echoes its subject and its positioning to what I suppose is the main because it is about photography but of course you know it spills over the sides into his Mm. music and thank goodness because that selfishly is what you want to know she asked him at one point she does such a fantastic job i mean she mm. is a radio presenter it's no surprise but she's brave enough to just let it flow and that is a real skill um and she asked him at one point do you listen to rem and he's yeah. like no no not really and like, <laughs> of course you want to know that um so i think yeah this is a podcast about people's personal orbits um you know and and the the little planets in it that you've never heard of but in the end i suppose gravity will have its way and the apple will fall and we will talk about music um but yeah i i loved it for a lot of reasons i think um it's interesting friends it's lovely to have you know me and jack really do love rem jack more so than anybody in the world right now apparently they're really (laughs) they're they're a brilliant band (laughs) but i think it's really lovely that you you know are you know you think they're cool but you you don't know loads about them and you still got a lot about him and you still enjoyed it and that's testament Mm. to how how brilliant it is because a lot of what I was actually listening to I don't know if you know Michael Stipe but he's fairly well known for his voice I mean his voice alone (laughs) is just it is stunning to listen to that that murmur oh my goodness it is it is beautiful just just to even listen to that and the way that he speaks I mean again I don't know if you know him but he's fairly well known for what he writes as well and the way that he speaks but he he the way he phrases things because he is talking about this book of photography but it's he's obviously very generous as well in the way that he talks about jonathan
and his curator and his relationship yeah. and the freedom that he offered up that for, for for somebody of that status to offer freedom creative freedom to someone else i don't think that happens a lot and mm. it's funny because at one point he talks about oh you know i didn't want to go down a rabbit hole of my own making and i'm like michael if anyone gets to go down a rabbit hole of their own making it is you yeah. you, you can you can go and i will buy it like that's okay <laughs> that's okay um but yeah he's just a brilliant brilliant interesting person of course um and he yeah i love it i love it there's one point he talks about um pop music in restaurants yeah and he says hmm, it's yeah. like ha- it's like having a blanket thrown over my head i, I can't listen to it i can't have music on it's I, I can't just have it there in the background but again see look i've spent most of this talking about him as a musician so you know but but the the, the chat about photography is really interesting and it does make me want to look at that book because this is a person who through his musical life you know his photos naturally are going to be a little bit more extraordinary you know we're not talking about photos of oh here's somebody i met on the street these are photos of kurt Cobain. and these are photos of andy warhol but what i really like about the production of the podcast is when it talks about um i think he's talking about a photo of um kurt cobain's hands it plays a not ungenerous amount of nirvana i think it's like 30 40 seconds which you'd think like oh god no it Hmm. really works and it takes you into that moment and into that spirit so i love how generous it is with those little clips of music as well because it's not introducing you to that band unless you're ready maybe it is (laughs) (laughs) well you know (laughs) sorry with those awful people that like sigh when you don't know a famous band that's not cool um but um yeah, so I think I, I like how generous they are with those little interludes. It's 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 a welcome pause. Uh, so yeah, ten out of ten. Thoroughly recommend this. And because I listened to, I can't remember the order I did it in. One morning I did your news podcast, Freddie, and the other morning I did this. And maybe yeah. it's just where I'm at at the moment. But this I could listen to forever, and I will. I need to listen to that Sleaford Mods one. Oh, that's superb. <laughs> but it's, you're, you're right. I think the fact is the reason that these people are interesting despite the fact it builds itself as being jason from sleaford mods on weightlifting like he's not a well-known weightlifter but you listen because there's a a musician that you like and a musician a guy who's fixates on music talking about something else and it's almost to better understand them as a musician and as a creative that we listen to get this other side of them i also think like fair play to this podcast for uh, big being arresting when talking about an entirely visual thing like they decided to do a podcast about a photo album and yet Mm. uh, i went on and looked at the photos later and you know what they were great but also i i put a lot of them in my mind's eye as i was listening to them and that was enough that was fine like seeing kurt cobain's hands in my mind's eye was was absolutely plenty and you can hear Gemma also going through the book with michael and there's a lovely picture of them doing that as well on the bbc Radio Six yeah. Music website as well, and that's the impression you get is them sat together peering over this photo album. So yeah, just uh, I think I thought that was a lovely evocation. It's the parallel universe, isn't it? Because in the very beginning of this particular one, Michael Stipe says something like, "He does talk about photography," and then he literally says really casually, um, "Music took over." And that that yeah. became something I put a lot of work into. It's like, yeah, you did. But but that's what's so brilliant is that you start to see people, what the path that could have been, the door they didn't open. Right. And yeah. what a lovely way to start something is to go, I already know you, but this is a you that I have no idea about. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what a hit. And I guess as well, the one thing that you have in common with Michael Stipe is the fact that you don't listen to R.E.M. Freddy. So you do have a bit of kinship there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I knew he, I knew I knew I was onto something and then I hear that he's copied me. And, you know, there we go. Um, I, I think I'll get you to kind of give me like a good edit of like the, the best work. Oh, no, Freddie, you better that. not be just he saying will... that for the no, he will do for that. the mics. Oh. Yeah, but we have to we'll, we'll have to limit it, obviously. You know, I, I, we're thinking like a top ten here or something like that. That's not that... possible. You, he won't be able to do no, that. Say no more. Don't speak for me. Say no more. I will make this top ten happen. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, well that. <laughs> this has been a, a wonderful hit. I mean, Lizzie, 
I wanted to speak to you about the fact that obviously we have just recently, between the two of us, bought a house. We've changed our location. It's funny, really funny, actually, the fact that we are now living two doors down from Freddie. And now Freddie and I have stopped <laughs> recording in the same room because uh, we figure we're close enough <laughs> as it this is. This podcast is happening on the same street. Yes. All yeah. three in the of same, us. was it three doors away? Yeah, yeah, it's, and the best part of it is it's like all going in a big cable underground to some uh, big data center in Southampton, and then it's coming <laughs> all the way back to your house again, just so you can hear my voice across the road. But is it listen to it? that lack of echo, listen to that lack of bleed between the two microphones. It's true. It's it's a beautiful thing. You usually, get my guffaw just swallowing up both microphone diaphragms about five times an episode, so everyone is safe from that little bit. But I wanted to ask, <laughs> as, a, as a final question, Lizzie, so since we've moved, you've started taking public transport, you now frequent mm. the bus. What has changed about your podcast listening? Because I found that obviously a change in sort of travel regimen is a real influential aspect of how I listen to my podcasts. Isn't it just? Well, I used to drive into work and for some reason, this isn't really a reflection of me, uh, I would always have on Radio 1 um, just because I liked the chatter and I liked the kind of fast-paced music to sort of wake me up when I was sort of going into work. So actually, oh, this sounds sickening, but I think it was actually you, Jack, you did say to me, like, we'll reclaim that time, you know, traffic in Bournemouth where we live is, is notoriously bad in the morning and I was, you know, sitting in my car for 40 minutes. So switching to the bus... Um, um, yeah, I have. I've I really have reclaimed that time. So I'm just listening to everything again, like music and podcasts, everything, because I'm not, you know, concentrating on who's trying to cut me up. I'm just chilling on the bus. So, yeah, mm. I, I suppose this is a plug for reclaiming any time that you can in the day. But that's what I found really interesting about the news podcast. I really thought, oh, I'm going to love this and this will set me up and this will make me a great person. But nope, turns out I like my stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear. well, maybe people want to reclaim that time and listen to more episode party, Freddie. And if they want to do that, where's the best place for them to go to find out more about us? Well, I mean... You can search Episode Party on your favourite uh, podcast app. We'll come up on there and you can find all of our episodes. Or you can go to www.episode.party where you can find every single one of the episodes we've ever recorded, all or 40 odd of them, uh, and all of our show notes as well, um, which contain links to all of the episodes and podcasts that we discuss on the show. Um, and in fact, if you go and listen to any one of our episodes, if you're halfway through listening to us and you say, look, I can't stand the sound of these people any longer. I want to listen to the thing they're talking about, not them talking about it. <laughs> there should be a link on your screen on your podcast app, um, which in podcasting land is a chapter marker, but I can give, make it link through to the show we're talking about. So you can just go there straight away and stop listening to us and listen to the, to the real deal. Super. Ooh la la. And if pe Fancy. people want to keep up to date with you. Darling, where should they go? What should they be doing? Well, I mean, you guys, you can just come into the next room. Freddie, you can stick your head out the window. Um, <laughs> other people. <laughs> uh, I, I have my website is lizzymaris.com. I'm Twitter, Lizzie underscore Maris. Uh, yeah, you can always talk to me. I'm here. Just not about the news because, you know. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, dear. Great. Uh, this has been another episode of Episode Party. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Jack Tutor. I've been Freddie Harrison. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hi, it's Jack again. Thank you so much for listening to Episode Party. If you've been enjoying the show, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. It would mean a lot. Thank you so much. Goodbye.